guys, it's Simon. This is Wrestling Unlimited. As tonight was the WWE Fastlane pay-per-view from Indianapolis, Indiana. And first thing I want to say, kudos to WWE for knowing where they were and getting some indie cars on the stage. That was freaking awesome. Putting two indie cars up there. That was great. I saw somebody, this was the dumbest thing ever, so I had to be dumb back in a way of not dumb, but dumb-ish, kind of. I'll just say it. So. Someone makes the joke, oh, are those cars on the stage got real glass? Ha ha. And I'm like, I know where this joke is from. I know why they're making this joke. Well, I come back and go, well, not normal glass, but Lexan, what is actually used to make bulletproof glass. That is what is used to make the windshields of a race car. Lexan. Same thing made to use bulletproof glass. Used to make bulletproof glass. So yeah, I, I had to be the dick back because I'm like, that's just such a stupid thing to say. But overall, I thought this show was really, really good. Every single match on this card delivered, in my opinion. And even the post-show press conference was great. If you guys, I'm so glad that I waited for the post-show press conference and watched it before just going live. Because, oh my God, Jey Uso was either drunk or high. And wow. Wow. This man sitting there, he's just like, <laughs> yeet. And he's just rambling on, saying different things. You know, his family and my family. We did it for the families and this and that. Da, 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 da. And I'm just like, okay, sure, whatever. And then he even got Cody at the end to say, yeet. And then Triple H comes out after them and he goes, yeet. Really making me follow the odd couple. That was amazing, though. So, whoo, post-show press conference. If you didn't watch it, go watch it just for Jey Uso. And then I'll just say it. Steve Fall with the dumbest question I've ever heard. He looks at EO Sky, asks her, you think Taylor Swift could be coming for your title? Maybe at a WrestleMania sometime? And I go, dumbest question ever. This is a, for the most part, supposed to be professional atmosphere. You're supposed to act professional and act professional, ask professional questions. What kind of goddamn question is that? You think Taylor Swift is going to come after your belt maybe at a WrestleMania? No, that's, and EO was just like, what is he asking? And then Bailey had to be like, he said something about Taylor Swift. And he's like, huh? Like EO didn't even know how to answer. And Triple H fucking goes, excuse me, I'm trying not to cuss as much anymore, but this is just that stupid. He's like, I'm going to open it up for questions now, but uh, none about Taylor Swift. I'm like, yeah, because that was stupid as hell. But overall, I thought Fastlane was a great show. I thought every single match delivered. We got hella shocked. In the opening match when we got new tag team champions. And speaking on that, Jey Uso literally in the mic goes, Hey, I bet a bunch of you lost money tonight thinking Judgment Day were just going to walk out with these belts, huh? Basically saying, how many of you bet on Judgment Day and put actual money on Judgment Day? So, I thought that was great. Again, if you didn't watch the post-show press conference, it's on Peacock. Go watch it. It's just for Jey Uso amazing. He's cracking Cody. Because, like, Jay starts kind of doing, like, like they sit down. Like, Jay walks out. And he's just like this. And I'm like, what the hell is this man doing? This man is happier than all get out. And then he sits down. And then they're like, and his new championship tag team partner. And he gets up. And then sits right back down before Cody walks out. And Cody's like, excuse us. We may have had a few libations in the bus after the match. 
basically saying they had some drinks. And I'm just like, oh, this all makes so much sense now. Jey Uso out there either drunk or high. Probably drunk. But regardless, it was great. Jey Uso. Main event, Jey Uso. Out there living the main event life. But with that, again, the show was amazing. We're going to get into all of that. But first, we got to do the housekeeping. I want to say thank you for joining me here. Twitch.tv forward slash Unlimited, YouTube.com forward slash Pro Wrestling Unlimited. And podcast services all around the globe like Stitcher, Spotify, Google Pod, Apple Pod, Anchor, iHeartRadio, and so much more. Remember, if you are watching live on Twitch, you can help us out a couple of different ways. You can either help us out by hitting that and donate button down below or donating Twitch bits in the live chat. Also, remember, you can help us out by subscribing to the channel one of two different ways. You can either subscribe with a tiered subscription or you can subscribe with Amazon Prime. Because remember, if you have Amazon Prime or anybody you know has Amazon Prime, well, then you could take that Amazon Prime account, take that Twitch account, link them together, bada bing, bada boom, your Prime Gaming. Prime Gaming gives you a lot of cool things like free games, free stuff for games, and you always get one free subscription to any Twitch channel you want to subscribe to throughout the month, and I'd greatly appreciate it if you did right here, Pro Wrestling Unlimited. Also remember, head over to YouTube, hit that join button, and become a channel member. And finally, head over to the Epic Game Store. Head over to the Epic Game Store and buy something. Whether you're buying a new game, like pre-ordering Call of Duty Modern Warfare 3, getting Assassin's Creed Mirage that just came out, maybe EA Sports FC, getting the free game. Godlike Burger, or the other free game, Disney Speedstorm, which is freaking amazing. Use this code at checkout, PWUnlimited, and you'll be supporting us at no extra cost. Looking to get bucks for Rocket League, Fortnite, or Fall Guys? Again, use this code, PWUNLIMITED, for all Epic Games and Epic Game Store purchases. Also, I don't know if they did this on purpose. I don't know if this was a AEW or a TNT call. But starting that show an hour early at 4 or 7, depending on where you're at, or 6, I think was a really good idea. Get ahead of the WWE pay-per-view. And um, what's the word I'm looking for? At least have one hour of collision not go up against the WWE pay-per-view. I think that was a great call. If that was the call, I don't know why. And what's on TNT right now? What's on TNT? What was the schedule like today? Because I don't know. Yeah, it's Ready Player One right now. Like, I don't know why they were an hour earlier tonight, but they were. They started an hour earlier, and they opened with a hot match and a title change. Freaking, if you haven't heard, Big Bill and Ricky Starks beat FTR to become the new AEW World Tag Team Champions. So, I don't know if that was a play because of the... WWE pay-per-view, so it's like, hey, let's at least start an hour earlier so we're not going fully up against it or not. But if it was, great call because I wouldn't have watched any of that show. But because the first hour of Collision went up against the the pre-show of WWE Fastlane, I watched it. Uh, We have a super chat here. It says, Jay Hurt Future with press press actions. I don't think so because Triple H called it awesome. Triple H literally said that was amazing. He's like, oh, you're going to make me follow the, the um, he said, you're going to make me follow the odd couple? Well, that was sure amazing. So Triple H was amused by it and got a kick out of it. I don't know. I had that kind of feeling too, like, ooh, he's going to get a talking to. But we'll see. Also, guys, if you do want to get your comments, questions, or concerns re- live on the air, 
You could do so just like Will the Professor did and put a super chat in the YouTube chat or a hype chat over there on Twitch. But with that, I'll pull my notes up. For some reason they froze. All right, here we go. So, didn't see any of the kickoff show. Well, I mean, I did, but there wasn't anything really on it. Like, I had it on, but I was more focused on collision for the first hour. The show opens up with former Indianapolis Colts and WWE superstar slash announcer Pat McAfee doing the cold open from his studio, the Thunderdome. And then the show first match, tag titles on the line. Undisputed WWE Tag Team Championships on the line. Cody Rhodes and Jey Uso challenging and defeating the Judgment Day's Finn Balor and Damian Priest. This match rocked. This match was awesome. Usually I get a little pissy about the whole outsider interference from Judgment Day. But I kind of liked the way they did it tonight. Where it was Jay and Cody were at a super disadvantage with all the, the outsider interference. But in the end, they still overcame and became the new champion. Also, yes, thank you, James. Forgot to mention that. Jade is here. Jade appeared on the pre-show for a good 30 seconds. And before we get into the Cody-Jay uh, match, I do want to talk about Jade and Triple H's comments on Jade Cargill. Basically, he was asked, so we saw Jade on the, on the pre-show, just briefly. When are we going to officially see her on one of these shows, though? Basically, Triple H said... He loves Jade. He sees the potential in Jade. He says she's got everything that we want. He's like, yeah, we did take a look at her once before, but she took another route, and now she's here. She only took that other route because you guys said no at first. Anyways, he said, when will you guys see Jade? When she's ready. He's like, if if I'm anything, I can be patient. He said, we don't want to put somebody out there in a position where she might just sort of be ready. He's like, I want her to be completely ready to blow the roof off this place. He says, she's going to go out there. And I, I wrote it down. Hold on. Let me, let me go to the tweet really fast that I sent out about this. Because I, I framed it better in the tweet. Uh, Triple H just asked when we will actually see Jade Cargill in WWE. And he said when she is ready to blow the roof off everything. He said he will be patient. And said he doesn't want to put her in a position she may only be sort of ready for. Basically, he's like, no, when she's ready, you'll see her. But I ain't just going to be like, we signed her. We got to get her on TV now. She's going to be at Raw this week. She's going to be at SmackDown this week. And we'll go from there. Also, Cody was asked about Jay. Cody said that Jay did train at the Nightmare Factory, but he didn't train her QTN. He said somebody else's name. He said they deserve the credit. He also said, was asked, so... um, Did you be uh, talking to anybody else from that other locker room to get them over here? And he said, honestly, I'm not going to be like a liaison between locker rooms. He said, I want everybody to do what's best and what's right for them. And I'm not going to be this mediary guy going in between back and forth. So I I appreciate that from Cody, where he could have just walked right over the question and just be like, I don't know, someone could come, maybe, I don't know. But for him to be like, stop. I'm not going to be that guy that when WWE sees somebody and says, hey, we're interested. Cody, you know him. Go talk to him. Because they legally can't. Cody's like, I'm not going to be that guy. I'm not going to be that guy. So I do really appreciate um, Cody saying that. And not A, 
just kind of walking over the question, kind of sandbagging it, or not answering anything at all, and just kind of like ignoring it. So Cody did state again, he's not going to be the middleman trying to help WWE steal AEW talent. But as far as the match with Cody goes, this match is great. And uh, like Jay said, I bet a bunch of you would have put money on Judgment Day. I would have. That was my prediction. So Jay Uso and Damian Priest started the match off with Damian overpowering the much smaller Uso in the opening moments of the match. But Jay would hold his own eventually using his speed and agility before making the tag to Cody Rhodes. Cody came into the match and immediately focused on the leg of Priest before tagging Uso back into the match. Uh, the two worked like seasoned tag team with quick tags in and out. Priest finally did make a tag to Balor, once again using his size and strength. After Rhodes and Uso had been showing some great tag team chemistry, the champions started connecting, making quick tags themselves. As Uso was being worn out by both Balor and Priest for the next several moments, Rhodes was becoming frustrated on his side of the ring on the apron, not able to tag in, getting oh so close. After a misstep by Priest, Uso was finally able to make that hot tag, and Cody ran wild. A fired-up Cody Rhodes took out Balor with a disaster kick, but could only manage to get a two off of it. Balor would attempt a comeback that included him heading to the top rope for a coup de gras, but Rhodes caught him and nailed a massive delayed vertical suplex. Rhodes then made the tag to Uso, and Balor was able to make the tag to Priest, and there was some good back and forth here. Priest attempted to land a razor's edge, but Jay escaped and nailed both Balor and Priest on the outside with a dive through the ropes. Back inside the ring, Priest was down and out in the middle of the ring, and Uso went to the top and landed an Uso splash, but Balor was able to make the save and break the, break the count. Rhodes then nailed him with a Cody cutter. Uh, it was now back to Uso and Priest in the ring, and Jay nailed... Uh, Damien was a massive spare. What that wrote that way wrong, but couldn't capitalize as Dominic Mysterio and Rhea Ripley headed to ringside. And I loved, um, um, Michael Cole in commentary here. He was like, "Oh my God, Jey Uso just hit the spear!" Like calling it like, "Oh my God, he stole Roman's move for this." Anyways, uh, Uso would lay out Mysterio on the outside, and Ripley got in his face as well. And they almost kind of flirted back and forth, where she was like. Mm. I see you. And Jay's looking at her like, ah, I got you, mommy. I got you. So there's something there's something there. Because when they were in the ring together, was it last Monday? There was like a flirtatious vibe between them as well. So I don't know what's going on here. Back in the ring, Priest nailed Uso with a hurricane run, and Balor followed this up with the coup de gras, but Rhodes made the save. Both teams then stood toe-to-toe before going to battle once more. This then led to J.D. McDonough, coming out at ringside as chaos was taking place everywhere. Ripley nailed Uso with the briefcase, but Balor could only land a two and was shocked that it didn't keep him down. Priest and Rhodes then battled on the outside of the ring as, a, uh, as Damien attempted to put him through the announce table. McDonough accidentally nailed Priest with the briefcase, and Rhodes followed this up at the crossroads, wiping out Priest. Balor was now outnumbered, and after Rhodes hustled back into the ring. Cody nailed Balor with a crossroads, and that was all she wrote as he pinned him and became the new tag team champions. Yes, Cody Rhodes, Jey Uso, and new undisputed WWE tag team champions of the world. 
And I'm like, I'm torn because I'm like, this is interesting. I like that Cody's doing something that's not just nothing. Like, Cody's not just floating in the ether right now waiting for his time to go back to Roman. Put a belt on him. Yeah, it's kind of weird that it's with Jay. I, I don't know how I feel about Jay having tag titles. Because the whole thing is, we wanted Jay to be a big single star. We wanted the Bloodline storyline to push Jay to singles glory. And first thing they do is tag titles. We'll see. We'll see where it goes, but I don't hate it. I'll say that for sure. We go backstage, and Booker T was with Wade Barrett. They're talking about all the different matches that are going to be on the show when Xavier Woods would interrupt and talked about uh, ordering some pizza from Pizza Hut as Pizza Hut was the big old sponsor of the show. They even sponsored the John Cena match. Barrett then looked like he was going to chew out Woods, but then played him instead. Then we had the LWO, and a mystery partner against Bobby Lashley and the Street Profits. And I'm just going to say right now, how is this allowed? You do three quarters of the match, or more, and then the third partner comes out for, hold on, I can tell you exactly how long. The third partner comes out for, like literally, Carlito came out there for, A minute and 45 seconds. Literally. A minute and 45 seconds. So they did this thing. We're on the pre-show. Ray stated, hey, I made the call, but I didn't get a response. But I do believe he will show up and help us. Huh? Okay. Uh, angry blog guy says 60 seconds. Nope. It was minute 45 because I posted a video from the time because I recorded. I got the whole clip and I got from the time Carlito's music hits, maybe like two or three seconds before to like 10 seconds after Carlito pins. So actually it was, I can tell you right now, backstabber, one, two, three, minute and 20 seconds. Minute and 20 seconds, Carlito was out there. From the time his music hit to the time he pinned Bobby Lashley, one, two, three. Minute and 20 seconds. I don't know why this was allowed. This should have been like, hey, if you're out there at the start, you're not allowed in this match. Because it's like, if that's the case, then why don't we do this more often than six mans where you can just have a fresh guy come out later on and wreck everybody and win? Like, I thought the match itself was good as far as everybody worked well together. But Carlito being able to come out later just made absolutely no sense. It was probably the only thing that I questioned on this show to be complete. That and Nakamura not winning, even though I knew Nakamura wasn't going to win. But yeah. As far as the match itself does go. Uh, Escobar and Montez Ford began the match, and both men locked up to gain some momentum using speed and technical skills. But due to the fact that Ford was a little bit too cocky, Escobar found himself with the advantage. Escobar followed this up with a standing hurricane runner where both men were standing on the top turnbuckle that looked absolutely incredible. Ford followed this up with a chop block. However, Lashley soon made his way into the match and dominated. 
Escobar did make the tag to Mysterio, and Ray was on the receiving end of the same beating that presumably began last night on SmackDown, with the difference being that the Profits were legal this time. As far as last night, they weren't. As Mysterio attempted to make a comeback, Ford yanked Escobar off the ring apron, which prompted Vega to get involved, and she wiped Ford out. Like, she took Montez Ford out. Vega then cheered on a down Rey Mysterio. Then we hear some music that sounded new. Did Carlito have new music? This didn't sound like that. I spit in the face of people who do not want to be cool. Like it didn't sound like that music to me. And we didn't get that that beginning or anything of it. We didn't hear any of that. But like, Carlito get new music? I don't know. I think so. So Carlito runs down to the ring, jumps up on the apron, and is like, tag me, tag me, tag me. A relieved Rey Mysterio gets the tag, and Carlito runs wild. Mysterio and Escobar played interference as Carlito looked great inside the ring. First time we've seen him since Backlash. As Ford was stunned, Carlito nailed his patented backstabber to pick up the big victory and the win for the LWO. Alfonso says, yeah, he did. Yeah, he did. Got new music? As I said, is this new or the, or the same? Pretty sure it's new music. Uh, Michael Cole then told us, in case you didn't see it on social or the pre-show, Jade Cargill's here tonight. Big signing. She met with Triple H, and that was it. Nothing else. So they told us Jade was there. They hyped us up for Jade. No Jade. Uh, the them now says, you know what? Cool. Me. At the beginning, since he is a baby face. It said that in his music? I don't know. I didn't hear it. So, we then move forward. Triple threat. The WWE Women's Championship. I thought this match was really, really good as well. Eosky may be one of the best wrestlers in the world. I'm just going to say that right now. Best in-ring performers, male or female. Like, she is just so good from bell to bell. Eo, don't miss. So, Eosky comes down by herself, and commentary let us know that Eo had told both Bailey and Dakota she wanted to come out alone and win this match on her own. Um, the bell rang, and Sky was sent to the outside. Asuka hit the mist to flare super quick, and I was like, oh, we're just going there already. Okay, okay. Asuka tried to go for the victory, but Sky was able to make the save. As Flair was being tended to by officials on the outside with a mist in her eyes, which wasn't the only time we saw mist tonight, became a singles match. Io Sky and Asuka, with Sky almost scoring the victory. As both women were down, an irate Charlotte Flair eventually re-entered the match, landing a massive boot and started showing her power to both women. Sky would regain control of the match, and Flair was soon on the outside once again. As both Sky and Asuka remained focused on one another, Flair climbed to the top rope and landed a great crossbody on both women before motioning that she wants the title. Flair followed this up with a shot fest on both women, and then after failing to land a double suplex on both of her opponents, finally was successful. With Flair looking being super dominant at this point, well, yeah, it became two on one. They started taking out Charlotte Flair together. After Sky 
looked to pick up the win at one point after landing a sweet springboard sunset flip. Action spilled to the outside. All three women had high-flying moves with the crowd booing Flair when she set up for a top-rope moonsault to the floor. Flair attempted to go to the top successfully once more, but she was caught by Sky. Flair managed to get Sky up and on her shoulders as she looked to land an avalanche fallaway slam. Asuka then caught up with both women and nailed a massive powerbomb. Asuka then attempted to get pins on both ladies, but only can get two on either of them. Asuka attempted to start using her submission game on Flair, but Charlotte countered into a figure eight. Sky then nailed Flair with a Meteora. Both Sky and Asuka then locked in simultaneous submissions on Flair, but Flair just would not give up. Asuka followed this up by attacking Sky, and when Flair finally recovered, she nailed Asuka with a spear, but could only get a two. Bailey then ran down and distracted the referee. As she was arguing, uh, she made her way to ringside. As Sky was arguing with her, Flair nailed Sky with the boot to the face. Asuka attempted to capitalize on Flair, but couldn't get the victory, and soon found herself trapped in the figure eight. Sky, nowhere to be seen. Bailey then jumps on their apron and distracts the referee as Asuka begins to tap. Charlotte seemingly has the match won. Sky then finally climbs to the top rope, nails an over-the-moon salt on Charlotte Flair, which allows Charlotte, well, actually makes Charlotte break the hold. And she shoved Asuka out of the way. Goes for the pin. One, two, three. Io retains the title. We've got a little thing to talk about here. So, Sky and Bailey hug to celebrate after the match. Go to the press conference. It's damage control. All three women. And Asuka, or Sky was asked. They asked Io. So, you told Bailey not to come out. But then Bailey came out and got involved anyways. How do you feel about that? And EO was just like, we talked about it. It's whatever. Bailey did what was right. In the end, Bailey did what was right. And Bailey was like, you know, sometimes you're told to do something. And we do listen to our champion, our, our teammate. Sometimes you got to call an audible. Sometimes you see something and you got to go off, off the playbook or whatever she said. Something along those lines. He's just like, in the end, Eo's still the champion. And Eo's like, yep, that's what matters. Also, Triple H is praising the women in the match. She's like, Asuka, Charlotte, they've taken this woman's division to new heights we can only imagine. Eo, she's still getting better every day. Like, Triple H is like, as good as Eo is, she continues to get better. And then he goes, and Bailey. Bailey may be the MVP of this entire division. And I feel like she doesn't get the credit that she usually and mostly, mostly deserves. Basically, Triple H out here saying that he thinks Bailey's the best female they got. He's like, Bailey is the MVP of this division and doesn't get the credit she deserves. Yeah, I agree. Bailey is over the moon amazing. And then they tell us, hey, uh, there's a press conference later, and the new tag team champions are going to be on the press conference. They then show, this is from the pre-show, they showed LA Knight arriving to the arena in a sports car wrapped in Slim Jim graphics. They said that he was gifted this as the winner of the SummerSlam Battle Royal earlier this year. And boy, was it obvious that LA Knight was not driving. Because this car comes into the garage, goes down the ramp, and then, and then stops. And then the camera just sits there and sits there. 
and sits there and sits there. And these windows are blacked out. Finally, the door opens and out comes L.A. Knight. But they shoot it in a way where you can't see inside the car. Because I'm 95% sure there's a stunt driver in there. And that stunt driver did his thing. And then they stop, put that car in park, switch seats, and then L.A. Knight gets out making it look like he was the driver. Hollywood magic, per se. That then leads us to our next match, John Cena and L.A. Knight against the Bloodline. And I'm going to say it right now. Is L.A. Knight the biggest baby face in all of wrestling right now? Man, is this guy over. Over to the umpteenth degree. This man is beloved everywhere he goes. But before, before anybody can come out, we hear, oh, 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 and out comes Pat freaking McAfee. And I go, this guy got a private jet or something. Because just like, let's see, what time was this? This was like, I don't know, 6.30, 7 o'clock. So five hours earlier, which I guess he didn't need a private jet for that. But like four or five hours earlier, he was in Texas for the Red River um, rivalry. The Texas Longhorns, Oklahoma game. Like, geez, this man just making sure he was everywhere. Because he does college game day every week. And then, boom, he's back home in Indy for this show. And he's like, you guys really thought that I wasn't going to be here for this show in this building in this city? You got me wrong. To the fans in attendance. Well, he said he loves to be here for the fans in attendance. And also says, well, also, I just want to say it. Indianapolis is great and deserves a WrestleMania. So, yeah. He was also wearing one of the special championship belts, the NFL ones, the the, the um, Indianapolis Colts belt. McAfee would then go on to introduce John Cena. Cena came out. LA Knight came out. The Bloodline came out. Cena began the match with Uso as the crowd uh, paid their respects to Cena with Let's Go Cena chants. After Uso failed to gain the upper hand in the opening moments, he tagged in Sokoa, where Cena was ready and willing to battle the enforcer of the Bloodline. Sokoa then challenged Cena to come at him. And it was a bad idea by Cena as Sokoa nailed him with a stiff shot. Uso was tagged back in, and Cena was potentially seeing stars as Jimmy started showboating, but still controlled the match. Knight then looked like he was starling, just snarling, like, I need in, I need in. He's like getting impatient, standing on the apron. He could do absolutely nothing. But Sokoa tagged himself back in and was dominating Cena. As Uso and Sokoa continued to make tags back and forth, working over Cena, Cena suffered. Sokoa set up Cena in the corner and landed his massive hip attack as Cena looked like he was down and out for the count. Cena attempted his comeback, but Sokoa wiped him out with a spinning heel kick. Uso was tagged back in, and Cena looked even more down and out. He then nailed Uso with an attitude adjustment out of nowhere. Both men now down, looking for tags. While Uso was successful, Sokoa cut off Cena as Knight was getting even more impatient. Like, they knew what they were doing. They were waiting and waiting. It's the Randy Orton spot where Randy's on the apron, and he's chomping at the bit. Tag me. Tag me. Come on. 
come on, tag me. And like they wait and wait and wait. And then finally when Randy gets that tag, and they did that with LA Knight tonight. He got impatient. And he's just like, ah, I need in. Tag me. We're getting so close. They get close. No. They get close again. No. Eventually, Sokoa follows up, knocking Cena out with a bonsai drop in the corner. But Cena kicked out at two. Sokoa failed to follow it up. And when he went for his uh, same move again, Cena got his legs up. And it was a race to both corners as Sokoa made a tag to Jimmy Uso. And LA Knight was finally tagged into the match for the first time. And this crowd erupted. Knight entered the ring, a house of fire, before Uso was able to hit a super kick. Uso went to the top rope for a Uso splash, but missed, and Knight countered with his big elbow. Sokoa then broke things up, and Cena landed a flying crossbody off the top rope. Yeah, even, even Corey Graves was shocked here, because they're fighting in the ring. Cena climbs to the top rope, and Corey goes, oh, what is Cena doing, Cole? Uso then landed an Uso splash on Cena, as all four men were now down and out. Cena then went for the AA on Sokoa, but a super kick from Uso stopped it. Knight would eventually catch Uso on the top rope and landed a great running superplex on Jimmy. Sokoa was knocked out, uh, knocked out of the ring, and Cena hit the five-knuckle shuffle. Knight then nailed the bump force trauma to pick up the victory. And there we go. We get the win. Great match. This match was great. They did exactly what they needed to do. Build the anticipation for LA Knight. Build the... They used to do this all the time with Randy Orton and Randy Orton matches. Where Randy's on the apron, and it doesn't matter who the opponent is, but Randy's on the apron, and he's chomping, and you can see Randy holding on to that tag rope. Just, come on! Come on! And they did the same thing with LA Knight. He's getting impatient. He's getting impatient. Finally gets that tag, and boom, 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 boom! Loved it. Loved it. Simple things. Keep it freaking simple. And it works. So after the match, it looked like Cena was going to go raise Knight's hand, but Knight changed it up and raised Cena's hand as the crowd cheered for both men. Also, I think it was at this point, maybe it was earlier, it shows Shane McMahon's son in the front row because he plays for the Indianapolis Hoosiers. He's a running back on the team. But backstage... The Judgment Day were complaining about not leaving Indianapolis with belts. And finally, Priest was like, you know what? I'm cashing in tonight. I'm not leaving this, I'm not leaving this, this show without a championship. And Rhea's like, excuse me? He's like, don't, don't try to stop me. And she's like, just think about you, what you've said before and how you feel right now. You said you don't want to do this unless you're 100% sure. And he's like, yeah, you're right. And he hands her over the briefcase. Not to be seen again. Finally get a video confirming that Crown Jewel is going to be taking place on November 4th. So we're getting the Saudi show November 4th, as previously reported. Then we get the main event. Shinsuke Nakamura challenging Seth freaking Rollins in a last man standing match for the WWE World Heavyweight Championship. And again, simple. This match was simple. Use a bunch of weapons, a bunch of high spots to knock each other out. But you start off slow, and you build, and build, and build, and build to the climax at the end. And this match did that beautifully. Beautifully. Also, Triple H said, this is the Nakamura I've wanted in WWE since he came here. And we're finally getting to see it. The Nakamura that he's always wanted. 
Also, uh, going back to the last match really fast, Cena was asked in the press conference about his current run and if it is at least living up to his expectations and what he was expecting from it. And he's basically was like, and then, then the whole, if Hollywood comes to call and you're going to leave, and he's like, well, yeah, I kind of have to. He's like, but I was in the middle of working on something that I can't talk about right now, and once we can go back to it, I'm going straight back to it. But Cena even said, you all saw the match. I got some stuff to work on. He said, and I quote, hold on, I wrote it down here in a tweet. Cena said that his current run is basically to gauge if he still has it. He's like, I'm 46 years old, and I got I to gotta figure this out. He said, we all saw the match, and he knows he has some work to do where he wants as far as where he wants to be. He said, I have to work out some tweaks and find that mojo. So, yeah. Cena, like, getting old. I love doing this. I gotta figure out a way to do it at this age. As far as the main event does go, Nakamura began the match by playing cat and mouse with Seth Rollins before Rollins reached under the ring and grabbed a kendo stick but failed to strike Shinsuke with it. After the match was taken to the outside, Rollins hit a suplex on Nakamura and attempted to follow it up by ripping up the mats surrounding the ringside area over by the ramp. Nakamura was quick. Was quick, too quick for Seth. It was moments after the match began and it was already... Uh, um, I wrote this way weird. So at this point, all the plunder started coming out. Tables, chairs, garbage cans, kendo sticks. They were scattered all around ringside. Nakamura at one point managed to land a shot on the ring apron to Rollins before grabbing nunchucks from under the ring. Nakamura attacked Rollins with the nunchucks as Seth was trapped in a garbage can. Shinsei followed this up by attacking the can with a kendo stick. As Nakamura continued his attack and then shifted it once again to the champion's back, Rollins was able to hit a sling blade and follow it up with kendo stick shots before landing a plancha through the ropes to the outside. Uh, back in the ring, Rollins nailed the big frog splash, but Nakamura was quick to make a comeback. As Rollins was set up in the corner against the table, Nakamura flew across the ring but missed, and Seth followed this up with a stomp. But Nakamura was able to recover, even though going through the table slightly. He got up at 8. Rollins took the match back to the outside. After setting Nakamura on the announce desk, he set up a ladder to create even more suspense. But Nakamura rolled off the desk. Rollins climbed off the ladder. Rollins then followed Nakamura, and the match was now in the stands. Well, near the stands. Before Seth could capitalize, Nakamura managed to save himself by sending Rollins through a stage several feet below. Rollins recovered just before the count of 10, and both men headed back to the ringside area. Rollins attempted to hit Nakamura with a pedigree on the exposed concrete, but he failed, and a back body drop was thrown instead. Rollins once recovered just before the count of 10, as the match headed back inside the ring. Seth successfully nailed Nakamura with a pedigree in the ring, and Nakamura recovered with like half a second to spare, as the match headed once again to the outside. Nakamura landed double knees on Rollins through a table. A table that Seth himself had set up. As the match furiously went back and forth with either superstar gaining control, neither would give up. Rollins was hell-bent on using that damn ladder. He climbed up it with Nakamura on the table. Nakamura got off the table and climbed to the other side of the ladder. As both men were fighting on the top of the ladder, it was Nakamura that spit red mist in the face of Rollins, pushed him off the ladder as Rollins went crashing through the announce table below. 
Again, Rollins will recover just in the nick of time. Again, we're fighting into the crowd. Nakamura nailed Rollins with a massive Kinshasa through a table. And Rollins got up at 9.9. No, no, we go to the instant. We go into the ring first. Through the table, 9.9. Rollins slides out of the ring onto his feet. This is a great spot. I love. We've seen this before in last man standing matches. But it's the guy's locked out in the ring. He slides out of the ring and all of a sudden, yes, he's using the ring to hold himself up, but he's standing, and that counts. I always, it doesn't get overused. I like that it, you see it sparingly, but we've seen it enough to where we're like, ah, I've seen that before. Clever spot. Both men then head back up towards the stage area, and Rollins now Nakamura with a stomp. Rollins follows up with a huge falcon arrow off of a table near the crowd. The referee got to the count of nine. Rollins rose to his feet. Nakamura got up on one foot. The other leg not fully stretched out. He falls. Ref counts 10. Seth then falls after the 10. And Seth barely retains his belt. So they tease the double count out. Nakamura, you probably can't see. Like, yeah, you can't see. Like, he's got one leg up like this. The other leg's still kind of down, knee down. He gets up, falls. Seth gets up. Ref goes 10. And immediately Seth just goes back down. Immediately Seth just goes back down. So the show goes off the air with a hurt Seth Rollins retaining the belt. And Corey Graves, he said it. How much longer can Seth Rollins actually go at this pace? He's the world champion, but how much longer can he go? But just like that, bada bing, bada boom, bingo, bango, bongo. That was WWE Fastlane. Freaking great show from start to finish. Great action in every single match. The only thing I didn't like, if I have to criticize something, is why was Carlito allowed to come out in the last 90 seconds? That was kind of dumb-ish. But other than that, great show, great action, great wrestling. I loved this show. And then another thing, go watch the post-show press conference. Jey Uso, like I said, was either drunk or high. I don't know which one, but... Oof. But with that, it's everything that I got pertaining to tonight's WWE Fastlane. You know what I thought of the show. Now it's time to see what you guys thought of tonight's show as we go and refresh all the polls. So looking at the polls here, as far as the Twitter poll does go, did I not do a Twitter poll? Oh, there it is. I just tweeted stuff afterwards. Uh, 72% liked the show. 25% thought it was just all right. And 2% did not like it. This person comments and says, the WWE Fastlane event was good. And I didn't expect Cody Rhodes and Jey Uso to become WWE undisputed tag team champions at the event earlier tonight. Because I thought the Judgment Day was going to retain the titles. Bro, Eric, we all did. Even Jay said it. I bet a bunch of you... Jay even said, I bet a lot of you lost money tonight betting on the Judgment Day we're going to walk out with these belts. Um, or as the YouTube community poll does go, 75% liked the show, 19% thought it was just alright, and 5% didn't like it. Person says, loved it, Cody and Jay won the tag championships, and the last man standing match was amazing. Okay, I don't care that you didn't watch the show, guy. 
You're a fake account to troll. I'm just going to delete your comment. Person says, good, 7 out of 10. Person says, it was all right for Fastlane, but any other PLE? No. Really? I thought this was one of the better pay-per-views they've done in a minute, minute. Another one says, this was mid, and this person says, I liked it. And the YouTube live poll. Person says, so 78% liked the show. 19% thought it was just all right. And 3% did not like it. Finally, looking over at the... Twitter poll, or the Twitch poll, I mean. Everybody that voted liked the show. 100% liked the show. So with that, guys, that is going to wrap everything up. I do want to say thank you for joining me here. Twitch.tv forward slash Unlimited, YouTube.com forward slash Pro Wrestling Unlimited, and podcast services all around the globe like Stitcher, Spotify, Google Pod, Apple Pod, Anchor, iHeartRadio, and so much more. With that, I might stream some stuff in a little bit. Twitch.tv forward slash TimmyBuddy. I got a number of news videos we got to put out following this show and whatnot. So I'm not 100% sure because it's already 10 o'clock Pacific. I'm not 100% sure if we're going to go live or not. I want to do some Jackbox, maybe a little Disney Speedstorm. So keep an eye out on my Twitter, at TimmyBuddy or the YouTube community uh, tab. And I'll let you guys know there if I do go live. Or just go follow me, twitch.tv forward slash TimmyBuddy. And you'll get a notification if I do go live. So with that, guys, have a great rest of your Saturday. Have a great Sunday tomorrow. We'll see you back here Monday for the Wrestling Wrap-Up and Monday Night Raw. Have a good one, guys.